Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 267 of the Fully Opposable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff. Sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Dude, it's so funny seeing you crouched over. (laughs) Was my head buried in my elimination chamber? Yeah, so we've got Scott this little sound barrier thing because he has a lot of hardwood going on through his house. And so it, it picks yeah, up Yeah, I lo- do. <laughs> You're laying wood over there. I see what you're doing. <laughs> but the echo comes across on his audio tracks. So it's kind of funny. I'm looking at Scott and he's kind of crouched over, leaning over, and he has a pillow over the top of him to kind of surround his voice so it doesn't hey. echo as much. Hey, you're pulling back the curtain too much. Settle down there, buddy. It's a hell of a hat over there you got going on. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Scott, what's going on, dude? Well, not a whole lot. I got a little bit different this week. I did the Keto Coffee Bang. Okay. And I did the Mocha Madness. It's pretty good. Did you see that Bang is coming out with alcoholic drinks? Yes, I did. There's no caffeine in them, unfortunately, because, man, you want to talk about a rock and roll all night party every day situation. You drink Bang alcohol, that'd mess you right up. But there's no caffeine in it it's just like a base like a corona seltzer or a bud light seltzer those are pretty popular right now so bang's throwing its hat in the ring and they're going to be making seltzers so all of shannon's prayers have been answered and as we record it is february 25th happy birthday to our grandma that passed away back in 06 but tomorrow is scott toon's birthday and happy birthday scott thank you brother i do appreciate that and you're laying wood over there at the age of 47 yes proudly Yeah, 47, (laughs) dude. It's crazy to think I was a young, spry 42 when this little journey started. Actually, technically, I was 41 when this little journey started. Yep, so you are going to be 47 tomorrow. You don't look a day over 46. Well, thank you very much. That's awfully kind of you. (laughs) I'm kidding, dude. I'm kidding. Happy birthday to you. So what are you doing this weekend? Thank you. Uh, We are going over to uh, some close friend's house on Saturday night. And there will be some drinking, there will be some eating, be nice to kind of get out of the house for a little bit, hang out, and just live it up a little bit, you know, because one of the uh, the people whose house we're going over, it's his birthday on Sunday, so we're splitting the difference, me on Friday, him on Sunday, we'll party on Saturday, and like I said, we'll have some drinks, we'll have some food, it'll be a good time, uh, so kind of keeping it low-key, and then Sunday, I am actually recording with one of our really good friends of the podcast, Brian Breaker. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm going to be recording with him, so we'll have a fun show. I don't know when he's going to drop it, but I'll be recording with him. Looking forward to that. Uh, But Jeff, before we get any further into the show, Mm -hmm. I wanted to say a big thank you to Luis Rivera because he's been sending us videos of his collection. And it's been really cool because I'm kind of looking around my media room and figuring out how I want to kind of lay things out and kind of set up the collection. And it's kind of serving as an inspiration. So Luis, I wanted to say thank you. And in that same conversation, I want to throw it out to you, Jeff. 
because one of the highlights of Luis's collection is his Back to the Future stuff. Yes. And we always talk, and we're not the only ones. A lot of people are like, man, I would love to go back to the 80s, fully stocked toy shelves. I would do this. I would do that. Well, let's let's have that conversation this week. So if you could, Jeff, mm-hmm. say jump in a time machine, and it could be any vehicle that you wanted, but it's your time machine, and you're setting the date back to the 80s without doing like a specific September 15th, 1985, or whatever it might be, we're going to just kind of shove the 80s into a, a a little ball. And we'll call it 82 th- through like 89. Okay. And you're going to go back and we're just going to say to the 80s. What would you wear? Well, first off, what time machine would you jump into? What would your vehicle be? Uh, it's got to be the DeLorean. Oh. So you're just going to pull straight from the movie. Okay. Uh, I love what, your imagination. Why? What would you? What were you thinking? I'm taking a minivan. And there's a, a, a method to my madness here. So you can pile a bunch of people in? Uh, not people. I'm going to get a minivan. So you're going to jump in the DeLorean time machine. Yes. What are you going to wear? Because remember, you got to fit into the 80s. Okay, so I'm going to probably wear a Pac-Man shirt. Oh, well done. Okay. So Pac-Man shirt, maybe a Dukes of Hazard hat, because I was such a huge Dukes of Hazard fan. A Dukes of Hazard hat. So not knee-high Dukes of Hazard socks like you wore as a kid. But a Dukes no. of Hazard hat. You're talking like the mesh back, correct? Correct. Excellent. Now, am I going back at the age of 41 or am I going back as... Yeah, you're going back as yourself right now. Um, probably... Oh, you know what? I'll wear a fully posable sweatshirt that has the <laughs> AWA logo on it. <laughs> so it people would be like, wait, that's the AWA logo. <laughs> Just wait a few years. Yeah, it'll be like that scene when Marty's playing guitar. Yep. At the end of Back to the Future? Just give it a few years, kids. Your parents are going to love it. (laughs) And it's going to be, and people are going to be like, wait, what is that? And I'm going to be like, oh, wait till you you hear the longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. (laughs) Your kids are going to love it. They're all, what is a podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're wearing a Dukes of Hazard ball cap, a Pac-Man shirt. Yeah, and sweatshirt for nighttime when it gets cold. Where are you going to go eat, and what are you going to order? Man, I guess I got to go to McDonald's, right? Okay, and what are you getting? I've got to go with a traditional Big Mac. Okay, and it's going to be served in a styrofoam container. You know what? I may go back to Squeezers. Oh, so basically nobody listening to the show, I would imagine, would know what Squeezers was. Correct. But it was amazing. It was a small arcade with delicious hamburgers in San Leandro. It was a place called Squeezers. And a full bakery. Oh, that's right. They had the bakery going on. Yeah. I'd have to. Okay. Yeah. Scratch McDonald's. McDonald's out the door. Going back to Squeezers. Okay. Okay. So you're going to Squeezers. Now, remember, Squeezers also, as you mentioned, they had an arcade. They had a little quarter machine that Uh had stickers in it. Yep. And that's where we were getting those. um, They weren't like glowy stickers, but they were kind of shiny. And we were getting the wrestling stickers there. We had Road Warriors, Hogan, Sergeant Slaughter. Whole bunch of them. I don't even know where those are at, but I'm sure they're in my garage somewhere. Uh, why aren't you going to be finding those this weekend? We'll see. But carrying on. Okay, so you're eating squeezers. You're wearing a Dukes of Hazard ball cap, mesh back, and a Pac-Man shirt. Now, you're in your time machine. Which toy store are you going to go to? And here's the catch. You can only take one thing back with you. Okay, you know what? Now that I think about it, wipe Dukes of Hazard out. I'm putting on a Knight Rider hat. <laughs> 
Okay. I, I yeah, that's wanna... way more cool, dude. Good call. Thank you. It's it's the Hoff, dude. Yeah, I agree. Going to Toys R Us, and now I can only bring one thing back, right? One. So remember, I mashed together, say, 82 to 89. So that's a lot of toys to choose from, but you can only pick up one thing. So knowing in the back of my head that you're going to be picking up that aircraft carrier. Oh, hey, hey, easy. Spoiler there. Oh, dude, we didn't even talk about this. I already know that you're picking up the aircraft carrier. <laughs> I think okay, ev- go ahead. I think everybody listening right now knows that you're picking up the aircraft carrier. Man, I'm tempted to pick up the LJN ring. Okay. Because mine is just beat to hell. So to have a nice, crisp LJN ring, man, that would just capture all the feelings, you know? Okay. That would definitely fit in the DeLorean. Uh, yes, absolutely. Or do I go with... No, you know what? Just to capture my childhood, I'm going LJ and ring. Okay. Okay. I really like that. I hadn't even thought about that one. I was thinking you were going to pick a figure, but I'm taking a minivan. I will be dressed in parachute pants. Yes. Black parachute pants that are the baggy with the Velcro around the ankle. Yep. So it looks like MC Hammer pants, essentially. (laughs) I'm going to be wearing black, red, and white Air Jordans. And the baseball-style British Bulldogs shirt that had kind of the three-quarter sleeves on it. Oh, yeah. Why haven't they brought that back? I'm not quite sure. I would love to find it because I wear those type of shirts all the time. Yeah. And would love to add that one to the collection. For food, I'm stopping at McDonald's. And I'm getting myself a McDLT in a styrofoam (laughs) container. Two-sided. Keep the hot side hot. Cold side cold. (laughs) Large french fries. A cherry pie. Because remember... They used to have two, apple and cherry, and a new Coke. Oh, you're going with new Coke, huh? I'm going with new Coke. People hated on it. I loved it. I'm bringing it back. I'm going back and getting one. Then, <laughs> like you, I'm going to Toys R Us, and the reason for the minivan is I'm throwing the aircraft carrier in that bad boy, and then I'm heading back to 2021. And then selling it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. I've got a room now. I'm putting the whole thing in here. Selling it. And moving out of California. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe that. That's a hell of an idea, dude. I So technically I couldn't grab the steel cage accessory. I have to grab just the ring and ring only, right? Correct. It's either ah, the steel okay. cage or the ring. It's not a combo deal. You can only get one thing and that's the catch. So here's the other kicker. What would you do with that aircraft carrier? Would you open it up? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it w- the whole point of doing that would be to kind of relive my childhood. It wouldn't be to sell it. If I ever get my hands on one, there's no way it's leaving my hands ever again until I'm dead. So if I got one new in the box, it would definitely get opened up. Or I would sell the new in the box one and buy a loose one and then pocket the rest of it just to buy more G.I. Joe stuff with. Or or maybe build the LJN collection a little bit further. So would you be putting G.I. Joe classifieds on the aircraft carrier? Absolutely not. That's not in scale. Come on. I'm not a savage. It's not in scale. It's not in scale. Sound like a picky collector. Oh, what am I going to have LJN's Wrestle Hasbro's? Absolutely not. They're not in scale. It can happen. No, it cannot. Oh, okay. My OCD never allows it. Now, just toys, Bendems, and Hasbro's, we might be talking. Scott Toon, you are crazy. (laughs) Well, thank you. But I hope you enjoyed that little trip back to the 80s. Yeah. You know, what's funny is I, th- when you mentioned back to the eighties, I think of this picture that our parents have up on the fridge and it's of big Dave, you and me. And the clothes that we're wearing is very, uh, interesting. Not for the eighties. It wasn't, it was perfect. 
like I had that Dukes of Hazard hat, but I also had a Knight Rider hat that I had with the mesh back and everything. Yes. So Jeff, based on whatever year that was, because I don't remember if that was Disneyland or Universal, that might have been 86. And I'm wondering if that's the year that Universal sold LJN figures. When that picture was taken? Yes. No, that picture was taken in 84. Okay. Yeah, well before LJN figures were sold at Universal. Correct. But Universal did have LJNs because I remember you were asking, they had Ricky Steamboat or something? I was asking for Ricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they only, who did they have on the pegs? They It was more like a cart. You know how when you go to an amusement park, they've got those little carts and they just have like merchandise on it? Right. That's what it was. And they had bendies and they had, I don't think they had any thumb wrestlers, but they had bendies and they had carded LJNs. And I asked the dude, I was like, hey, do you have Ricky Steamboat yet? And he's like, they don't make Ricky Steamboat. Oh. <laughs> All right, son, let me school you. <laughs> sure enough, three months later, he was hitting pegs. And I'm like, I hope that dude found him. I ran up next to Scott. I had a spit bucket. Scott's like, put, Scott's getting ready. He's slapping the nose. <laughs> yeah, you're squirting me down with water. He was ready to do battle. Now that's funny because when you mention that Universal had LJNs, I was like, no, they didn't. And then when you start talking about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. And it was only that one year because we used to go every year. We'd do Disneyland, Knott's Berry, and Universal. And that one year they had them. I wonder if Big Dave remembers that. Probably. He'll text us. Yeah, because he was with us on that trip. So I wonder if he remembers them having LJNs. That was fun, dude, going back to the 80s. Yeah, thanks for taking the trip with me. And listeners, what would you bring back? What and you don't have to tell us what you're wearing. We don't don't tell us that, please. Just whatever. <laughs> just just let us know what you're bringing back from Toys R Us or KB Toys. We're more <laughs> interested in the action figure part of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram Fully Posable, WFP. Also, Corey Eumann's next set of writings are up on fullyposablepodcast.com. So head on over there, check his latest article out. You can also find our older shows on Podbean. Just search Fully Posable, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. If you would like to send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all, send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Calm. Scott, did you do any toy spot? I got in some stuff that I had ordered. I got in my Paul Ellering Build-A-Figure. Did not have to buy any of the figures on the pegs to get them built. Picked them up on eBay a few weeks ago. He shipped. He is awesome. I think they did an amazing job on the two head sculpts for Ellering. Two different looks, and both of them are perfect. Uh, the Rocco dummy, I've yet to decide what I'm going to do with that thing. I'm not really sure yet if I'm going to have him under animal's foot when I finally am able to display my Legion of Doom, but I'll figure something out with him. And I got in a box from Target. Oh. And Jeff, I sent you the video on this. Yes, I wanted you to put it on Instagram. Yeah, Scott really doesn't do social media, Jeff. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you have it. You can feel free to post it wherever you want. Oh, okay, cool. Um, You got the video. I got a Target box. And I opened it with great anticipation because I had ordered the Ted DiBiase. You got the chase. And yes. apparently Target only likes one of the Toon Brothers. Because I got the regular version. The funniest thing is, is in the video, Scott goes, all right, here we go. You hold it up. It's the black suit Ted DiBiase. You're all 
God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping to pay for Peyton's college with the chase version, but uh, unfortunately got the regular, but I'm cool with it because that's the one I wanted anyway. I would have been kind of forced like in a dilemma if I had gotten the chase, like I'm going to have to sell this and then get the black suit or I'm just going to display the chase and open the black suit. I would have figured it out. But anyway, I got the black suit, so no dilemma in front of me. And that was my pretty much my toy spotting. I did hit Target, and they had nothing. Literally, they had Basics and one Elite, which was the uh, Special Edition Undertaker. Not the Decade of Dominance, but the Special Packaging Undertaker. That was the only Elite they had in the entire Walmart store. Uh, they should be highly embarrassed. Horrible <laughs> stock. I did check pallets. No boxes of any AEW or WWE, so... That was my toy spotting. So I went out this past week. I went to four Targets, two Walmarts, and all I bought was, for some reason, and I don't know why I bought this, I got the 10-inch Superman Funko. I don't know why I did it. it it's I, I just ended up throwing it in the garage. I was like, what am I going to do with this thing? Dude. I, I What? You bought it just to buy something, and then you threw it in the garage? Right, because I had gone to six goddamn stores dude and i'm sitting there with nothing luckily i did go to another store and i found the back to the future battle of the bands marty mcfly very nice so i'm like cool at least i found something today because the wrestling figures were pathetic it, it was so bad dude and it was absolutely frustrating but because i'm heading to all these stores i see eight bobby heenans at our local target I go to another store. All that's on the pegs is six Bobby Heenans. I go to another store. The aisles are completely wiped. Dude, I don't know what's going on, man. I don't know if it's scalpers. I don't know if it's people just scooping up everything that's on the pegs. I don't know, dude. It's just, it's bad right now. Yeah, the stock isn't very good out here at all. I don't know if somebody's going through another reset. I, I'm tired of resets. <laughs> Screw yeah, resets. No more resets. Come on. S- Screw resets. I'm tired of them. <laughs> but, uh, dude, it's so bad right now. Um, you mentioned Luis's room tour. I did get a question from Ryan Belial. He said, hey, got a question for this week's show. Would you guys ever do a tour video of your figures? I love seeing people's collections, and I know people would love to see yours. See, the tough thing is, is we don't know how to video edit. And we have to video edit between one, two, three, four garages. Uh, yeah, it's not all condensed in one place. It's several houses and several garages and several hallways and bedrooms. It's it's kind of all <laughs> over the place. Right. So we could. And the other thing is, is all these people have these beautiful, beautiful collections that they do these room tours and everything. And God bless you guys for having all that space to do that. Out here in California, we don't have that much room. You know, houses are a little um, small out in this way. So, yeah, basically when I did that time-lapse video of hanging the figures up in my room, that was basically my room tour right there. But that's not everything, though. Correct. But, I mean, what am I going to do? Just take pictures of totes out in the garage? Well, you've got your uh, fireplace set up where you've got all those loose figures. I do have that, yes. Yep, and I don't know. We got to display the Hasbro's and the LJNs somehow. Uh, card cases and get them signed. Yeah, that's definitely an option. You've started that path, kind of. Yeah, and I'm glad to see that's kind of picked up. I've seen a lot of people do that. I've seen people get Undertaker and Hogan to sign card cases, and they plop the Hasbro's in, which 
I am all in favor for the seeing that makes me so happy that people latched onto that and started doing that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. My room is definitely, well, my room, the room that I'm going to have some displays in, it's going to be too small to, to show everything. It'll have some. And then my hallway has the rest of my carded collection. But I mean, I've got stuff in the garage. You've got stuff in your garage. Um, I've got stuff between my hallway and the room. You've got your bedroom full of figures carded and you've got your fire, your front room fireplace area kind of filled up with loose figures. Uh, we got stuff in grandma Toon's garage. We've got stuff in mom and dad's garage. So it's kind of all over the place. We just, we haven't consolidated it yet. If ever we get a big piece of land and we're able to like build a house on it, we're just going to have to make one big room that just houses the entire collection. Mine, yours, everything. Agreed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. We'll have like a big tune compound. We got to move out of California to do that. Agree. Yes. I am 100% on board with this. (laughs) Scott, we do have a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you going to learn today. Scott, what you got for other toy news? Yes, for other toy news, NECA has announced Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Disguise, a set that comes with all four turtles with all new head sculpts, disguise heads, which are not turtle heads, but like supposed to be kind of human heads, but they're kind of cartoony looking, and a ton of accessories. Unfortunately, Jeff, someone has described it as the Flashers four pack, and now I can't unsee it. Flashers four pack? Why is it called They come with trench coats as well. Oh, that makes a little bit of sense. Yes. Moving on to Super 7, the reaction line is getting more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figures, the three and three quarter inch variety. Wave three consists of Samurai Leonardo, Casey Jones, a busted foot soldier, and sewer surfer Michelangelo. Ooh, you getting those? Uh, Absolutely not. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely not. Next up, again, Super 7, they are putting Lion-O, Panthro, and Mumra... That would be two of the big heroes in the Thundercats line and the big villain back on sale for their original prices during the duration of the Thunder Tank pre-order. Because apparently you can't have the Thunder Tank without Lion-O and Panthro. So pretty cool that they're doing that and at original prices, not marked up prices. So good on Super 7 for that. And finally, Jeff, this isn't toy news, but it is video game news, which I know a lot of our listeners do play video games. Kenny Omega has announced a first quarter 2022 release date for the AEW video game. You are going to be getting that, right? Uh, The AEW game, most likely I will be picking it up. Now I'm going to be paying close attention to reviews and pre-order info. Like if they're going to do any special giveaways, I'm going to be paying attention to all that, but I really want to see gameplay before I fully jump in. Now, if they do like a figure with it or something like that, that's a no brainer. Like when they did the special edition of WWE 2K and they put the Cena figure in there, I had to get that. So if they do something like that, it's going to be an easy purchase. Otherwise, it's going to be paying more attention to the gameplay itself because they're kind of holding themselves up to a lofty standard comparing themselves to the old, like the big four, Mm -hmm. you know, No Mercy, WrestleMania. That's going to be big shoes to fill for them. And when you start mentioning those games that you're trying to not necessarily mimic them, but to try to kind of put yourself on their level, again, that's big shoes to fill. So we'll see what happens. But first quarter 2022, something to look forward to. And it's yet to be determined if there's going to be, which I'm hearing there is, 
But no news yet on a WWE 2K game this year. Not Battlegrounds, but as part of their, I guess it would be 22, because they skipped 21. So no word yet on a WWE 2K22 game. But I'm sure, usually it's by June. We have some, May or June, we have some sort of announcement. And a little other piece of news. Mattel has announced the He-Man figures for the Kevin Smith He-Man cartoon series that's coming up. Ah, yes. Thank you for reminding me about that. They do look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And going back to Luis, I know we've mentioned him a few times on this show. I like that he's taken different prop. Like he has one shelf in particular. It's got Voltron. It's got Thundercats. It's got He-Man. It's kind of, it's reminiscent of like all those cartoons you watched as a kid. And then he's got another shelf that's got Terminator, RoboCop. I think Rambo's on there. Um, it's like basically all of the cool movies from the eighties. And that kind of inspired me that when the room is done and I'm kind of filling in different spots of the room with different things, I think I'm going to do something similar where I start to just pick up one He-Man figure or pick up one Thundercats figure or pick up like a blade figure. Cause I was a big blade fan in the nineties. Well, it would have been late nineties and then early two thousands. I love those blade movies, just kind of bringing in stuff that, you know, cool movies, cool cartoons, and, but it's only one piece. You're not grabbing an entire line of it. You're just grabbing one piece of it. So I think I'm going to do the same thing. So I'm going to need to pick up a He-Man figure to start. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because one, it's Kevin Smith, and two, it's He-Man with toys. So Yes, and it's a, it's supposed to be a continuation of the Filmation cartoon from the 80s, which I think is very cool. So I take it you're going to be watching that? Oh, no doubt about it, dude. I've been watching the Transformers cartoons on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving those, so I'm really looking forward to the He-Man continuation from Kevin Smith. Scott, moving along to wrestling news. Well, actually, this is a little bit of toy news. I want to thank Christopher Dean for sending this over. Per CBR.com, Hasbro Mattel say toy sales will continue to grow post-pandemic. Hasbro and Mattel have seen double-digit growth with their toy and game offerings in 2020 and forecast the gains will continue through 2021. Toy and game companies Hasbro and Mattel saw gains in 2020 as families spent more time at home because of their coronavirus pandemic, with a forecast of the growth expected to continue. Dow Jones and company reported that Hasbro's game sales were up 15% thanks to classic versions of games like Monopoly and Operation and themed versions of Star Wars, The Mandalorian Monopoly, and its popular Baby Yoda. Mattel's fourth quarter net sales were up 10% over 2019, led by Barbie's 19% growth and Hot Wheels 13% gain. Now, I'm going to switch over because I want to share this with everyone because Norm sent this over, and I want to thank Norm for sending this over. So the Mattel CEO was on CNBC. So he said, but staying at home drove families to streaming services, which meant that big evergreen franchises found new audiences and Mattel's category portfolio had right product at the right time. 2020 tie-ins with evergreen partners like Jurassic World Camp, Cretaceous on Netflix, the new Minecraft Dungeons game, and WWE Slambulance were particularly relevant during lockdown and drove year-over-year gains for our products. And our WWE Elite figure collection had a big comeback year. It was number one selling item in action figures, excluding the battle segment per NPD. This year, we expected accelerated growth in the category to outpace the industry and evergreen IP license. 
including Minions, Rise of Guru, rescheduled for release in July, are a big part of our plans. But the blockbuster news of 2021 will be the return of the Masters of the Universe. Last year, we set the stage with the launch of special action figures and truly awesome Castle Grayskull targeting fans and collectors. Adding cultural relevance, we collaborated with the legendary artist and pop culture icon Madaski Madas- Madas- for a limited edition collection through Mattel. <laughs> through Col- Mattel. I, I just skip over it if I don't even know. You have the best words. <laughs> Thank you. Through Mattel Creations that sold out in minutes. And this year, we go all the way. 2021 will be the first time the franchise has been supported with episodic content in nearly 20 years, and now it's getting two separate series on Netflix. So, big thing out of that one was WWE was one of their number one selling toys. Yeah, uh, both at retail and on the secondary market. So much so, we can't even find them on pegs. Exactly. So I thought that was pretty good news. So, that has to mean that the contract's coming up. It, there's got to be an extension, right? Well, you would think so, but it's really strange. We haven't heard anything yet. WWE.com has the next voting of Ultimate Edition. It is another Triple H. Yay. I'm going to stop right there. Are we sure it's not Cody? <laughs> oh, sorry. Wrong brand. Triple H is going to Mattel. He's like, hey, I see uh, Cody's getting a bunch <laughs> of figures over at ABW. <laughs> that bastard broke my throne, so I'm going to break his record for most figures. <laughs> How many figures did he get in a span of six months? Uh, that would be like 19, I think, or somewhere around there. I Not as many tw- as the Macho Man Micro Brawler, <laughs> which I believe they're up to 237 of them now, Jeff. Oh, the, oh okay. Yeah, when it's did, like they got a gremlin wet and they just keep multiplying. When did they ever have time to squeeze in the Vader one that I just got? It's unbelievable, right? And the Owen. They somehow managed to make other micro brawlers, not Macho Man. So you can choose from Triple H's next Ultimate Edition that you can vote on, again, on WWE.com. The three to choose from, King of the Ring 2000, Survivor Series 06, he was in DX gear, or WWE Super Showdown 2018, which... Why? Mm. I, I, I've got nothing, dude. Why? Look, I love the Triple H Ultimate Edition. It's fantastic. It is. But why are we spending another Ultimate Edition on Triple H? I mean, who needs an Ultimate Edition like Red and Yellow Hogan? Or, look, even give me a Mega Powers Macho Man before another Triple H. Well, that's the thing is they've already done the Macho Man just recently, so. Yeah, so what? They just recently did a Triple H too. But if you, you know what? Money says a Mega Powers Macho Man outsells a Triple H. Oh, 100%, dude. Because look, Hogan is Hogan. He didn't have really like a special Mega Powers look unless you put Mega Powers on his butt. But we've never had a Mega Powers Macho Man. We did get the Mega Powers Liz. So you're two thirds of the way there. Correct. All you need is a Macho Man in the package, two heads, removable, removable sunglasses, eh, maybe. Otherwise, one of the heads can have sunglasses. One of the heads, no sunglasses. Macho Man in the yellow trunks with Mega Powers on the butt and that red and yellow robe. That's all we need. Done. Call it good, and that's going to outsell Triple H. I'm just thinking, like, there's somebody else that I would rather see in the Ultimate Edition. Uh, Triple H got his figure, and I love the figure, but Triple H didn't need another figure. Are you thinking, like, Mark Henry with a hand? Yes. That would have even been better. Agree. (laughs) But I, I don't know. I just think somebody else is more deserving. Maybe a Roman 
because Roman hasn't had an Ultimate Edition. I know people are like, oh, but it's a Roman figure. Do the head of the table Roman look or something yeah. like something like that. I don't know. I just feel that we've already gotten our Triple H. Cool. Let's move on. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's too soon. Definitely too soon for another Triple H Ultimate Edition. But, you know, we don't call the shots. We just gripe. I need to check on you. Are you okay? You're kind of slouched over over there. Yeah. <laughs> you're you just turned 47, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm fine. It's all the hardwood I'm laying. I'm very tired. <laughs> My man. <laughs> also, AEW figures are, well, they were up on AEWshop.com, and I think they're all sold out, if I'm not mistaken, by now. Well, if that isn't a gif. And uh, they're gone. <laughs> All right, we're going to punch this in, and it's gone. It's like, it's like that South Park episode, right? Exactly, exactly. No surprise there. Look, these things are super hot, right? And everybody's buying them up because why? You either want to fill your collection or you want to jump on a Facebook group or eBay and resell them. So, of course, the website's going to sell out. My question is, because I didn't buy any of them, I'm wondering if the website limited how many you could pick up. I did not purchase any either, so I'm not sure about that. Interesting. Okay. Because I think that's step one for some of these companies that are selling the figures. Start limiting how many can be picked up at a time. And another thing, I think this is something that a lot of people could learn from. Oh my God, AEW Shop has figures. Brilliant. You have Mattel Creations. Use that. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm still waiting for that to get fully utilized. How many figures we had on there? Only one from WWE? Did we have one? Was it the Mr. T? It was Mr. T, I think. Yeah. And that was gone immediately. That was another situation of, and it's gone. <laughs> All right. We're going to punch this in right here. We'll put a credit card in and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was gone super fast. But I mean, given the success of that, you've got to hope they eventually just are like, okay, I, we're leaving money on the table, not making certain guys, right? So why not take a stab at it? Like all these other companies are jumping in making figures of people we've always wanted. For example, Boss Fight is going to be making an Ultimo Dragon figure. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't they go out and sign him to a Legends deal to make a figure of him? Like I, I think Mattel, because I know, it's not that they don't want to make him. It's that WWE is not getting these guys and giving them a deal so that Mattel can make figures of them. I don't know if Mattel needs to maybe assert themselves a little more like Jeremy was doing when he was with Jax and just going out and getting guys like Mattel needs to be given that Liberty because I really think if they have the rights to do them, we'd have all those wish list guys. Like we'd have a Dino Bravo. We'd have a midnight express. We'd have a rock and roll express. We'd have a dynamite kid. I think if they were given full rights to go out and get these guys, they would. But I, I really think Mattel needs to be given more power to do it. And actually, thank you for mentioning that Scott per master Republic. Ultimo Dragon will be part of their Wave 2 Fanatico series. Yeah, that's incredible. 2021 and we're getting an Ultimo Dragon figure. Surprisingly, not from WWE. Correct. He's got to come with all 19 titles or 20 titles. That he... well, That's how you do it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Thank you for reminding me about that one. Absolutely, yeah. No, it's great. And I love that there's so many other companies out there making figures. And hopefully it really opens Mattel's eyes that, okay, we've got to get more involved here. We have to get in WWE's ear to get some people under deal because they have to be hearing it on social media. I know they look at it. Right. 
And it just seems to me they're just leaving money on the table, especially when you have a tool at your disposal like Mattel Creations to where even if WWE throws a Legends deal out to so-and-so, okay, we'll make so many figures. However many pre-orders we get, that's how many we make. We get pre-orders for X, we make X. It's very simple. You leave the pre-orders open for a month, done deal. Right. And if it's not successful, don't continue with it. But I, I, there's just so much competition right now. You've got to think Mattel could have a bigger stake in it if they really wanted it. Yeah, cash in while the iron's hot, right? I completely agree. Look, it's never been bigger in the wrestling figure world. It's never been. We've never had this many players. And I know Mattel's looking, seeing all these other companies jumping in, making money hand over fist. And there's names that they should be making that these other companies are scooping up. Man, how many more are going to slip by? Dynamite Kid's even doing deals. Bruiser Brody had a Popey-style figure from Junk Shop Dog. You know, they, they, they've they got to be able to assert their voice. I know they can't go out and sign these guys, but they need to get the ear of somebody in WWE where Mattel can make these figures. I'm not saying Mattel is making them best. I'm just saying they're going to be more in scale with everything that's in your collection already. Something tells me Steve and Bill have already tried that route. Well, you know, and if they have and they've been shot down numerous times, I get it why you wouldn't keep going back. So let these other companies just do what they're going to do. But man, it's just discouraging because you want these guys in scale with what's already in your collection. Right, right. Moving along, Zombie Sailor Toys announced his next Hasbro-style figure, and it is Earl Hebner. Now, mm. I had down I had down in my notes, cool, but I would have been more excited if it was Tommy Young. <laughs> yes, Jeff, that's a great call, but your Hasbro Brett can now screw your Earl Hebner Hasbro-style figure. Uh, dude, I don't do that with my figures. What? No, I, I'm not I'm not saying you're going to put them down on the table and like have one jumping on top of the other like that kind of screwing. You're misinterpreting. Oh, oh, oh. okay. You went with a different route. Yes. For example, you have your Hasbro ring in front of you. You have Sean. You have Brett. You have Earl Hebner. I Brett see what lays you're out Earl Hebner with a punch. Not not literally screwing Jeff. We're not talking about laying hardwood anymore. It's cool. Um, Earl has had a figure before, so it's cool. You know who I would really love, dude? It, if you can't get Tommy Young, I would love a Joey Morella. Oh, that's a great call. I don't know who would be responsible for okaying his figure, but what's cool about the Hebner coming out from Zombie Sailor is we never had a ref for our Hasbros. You did have the Toy Biz ref that could technically be used in a Hasbro ring. It's kind of in scale, but now you're going to have a fully functional Hasbro style referee that was a referee in WWE. So I think that's cool. It's good. It's going to be a cool addition to a lot of people's collections. And to round out the news, the prototype was shown on all ego Ethan page from figures toy company, gray vest. It's got ego. It's got, it's got a good face on him. I thought they did a good job sculpting that one. Yeah, FTC's really hitting their stride on these sculpts, dude. I'm still excited for the Alex Wright, and I've seen a lot of love on Instagram and Twitter for that. But anyways, All Ego, Ethan Page is coming to the Figures Toy Company line along with the Cella line. So that rounds out the news. Scott, I think we should jump into WWE Elite Series 6 in the nostalgia segment. What do you say? Let's talk about it. Nostalgia. We're going back in time, 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 time. Nostalgia. 
we are jumping into WWE Elite Series 6. What you got? Yes, sir. WWE Mattel Elite Series 6 consisted first of Gold Dust. He was in a gold soft goods robe with a wig accessory. Traditional Gold Dust. Next up, Matt Hardy. And he was in purple gear with a purple soft goods shirt accessory. Next up, CM Punk. And he was in blue gear with a black soft goods CM Punk hardcore shirt and a head shaver slash clippers accessory. JTG and Shad Crime Time in individual packages, not a two-pack. Both of them were in jeans. JTG came with a red hat, white sunglasses, and a necklace accessory. Shad was in jeans. And he had a Crime Time basketball jersey, which was soft goods. And finally, Batista. And he came with white sunglasses and a mic accessory and was in his black gear. And Jeff, that rounds out Elite Series 6. This is a good solid series right here. A good solid follow-up to what was overall, as we discussed last week with the Chick Foley Show, a kind of disappointing Series 5. But this was a strong comeback. Sidebar, we want to thank Seth and Sheena and Marco for being on last week. Also, thank you to everyone that reached out and said they loved the episode. So thank you guys. That meant a lot, not only to Scott and I, but it also meant a lot to the uh, Chick Foley group over there. Absolutely. Thank you, Seth, Sheena, and Marco for coming on. And thank you to everyone reaching out. So in this series, you kind of tell where all the money went to because all the deco that went onto Goldust. Yes. You know, because each paint stroke costs money. Yes. Because Batista comes with sunglasses and a microphone. Come on. Uh, Yeah, that's almost as bad as that Jericho Elite from a few series ago that we discussed. It was like, really? That's right. Right, exactly. Um, Shad was cool looking. JTG was cool looking. Matt was cool. Batista was cool. But it was all about the gold dust in this series. The gold dust really stood out. And what sucks is I passed on it. I saw that numerous times. And I was like, man, that's a cool looking figure. You know, it really pops. But for some reason, I didn't pick it up. I saw it at your Walmart all the time. And I don't know why I bypassed that. Uh, Because we were traditional wrestling figure collectors. And we're like, "Eh, it'll be on the peg later. Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe next time I come, I'll pick it up. It'll still be here. The CM Punk was cool. Had a cool look to it. Had the beard. You know, it was kind of an updated 2010 look, 2011 look. Yeah. But Shag Gaspar was cool looking. JTG was cool looking. Matt was okay. Matt was, was, I don't know. It was just, that was just a plain figure. I did like the purple. I thought the purple kind of popped. Well, plus we're only a few series removed from the last Matt Hardy Elite. That is very true. Good point. Yeah, it was kind of close together, but I loved the crime time in this set, dude. I thought that those figures just popped. They looked so good. The gold dust was the figure of the series. No doubt about it. That was the shining star of this series. Yes, I 100% agree with you. That is what an elite figure should look like. It is just beautiful. Pulling the eBay listings today is February 25th. For CM Punk with the black hardcore t-shirt, soft goods, three on eBay ranging from $125 to $199. Gold Dust, the figure of the series, there are two on eBay. $175 plus $18.59 shipping. And the other gold dust was $196 with free shipping. Man, 
Batista, there were three on eBay, ranging between $170 and $180, so you can kind of see where that one was ranging. For Shad, JTG, and Matt Hardy, there were zero carded figures on eBay. As of today, those were the only three figures from this series that were up on eBay that were carded. Is Goldust your biggest regret from this set not picking up? Oh yeah, hands down. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't have a good gold dust up on my wall. And if I could, it would be that one. That's like my wish list from this series. And he's one I've always, he's another one I've wanted to meet. And I've missed opportunities with him. Like he was at StarCast a day early or something like that. I missed him then. It's just missed opportunities with him. Yeah, yeah. But that would be a great looking figure to get signed, wouldn't it? Uh, actually, I have another Elite that I would be getting signed. Oh, really? Which one? I think it's Elite 37, 38. Okay. Yeah, I would probably, I'd probably get that one, but I agree. This one would be awesome to get signed. It would look great. Yeah. The, the Deco, like you mentioned, all of the money went to that gold dust and it shows. It is a great figure, but don't overlook Crime Time. A solid addition to this series as well. Not to overlook the the Hardy or the Punk or the Batista, but really Goldust is the star here, followed by Crime Time. Absolutely. Mattel was kind of saying, all right, this is what we can do. Yes, absolutely. Never- they had kind of a stinker in Series 5, but Series 6 totally made up for it. Yeah. Good solid set right there. Scott, we are going to round out the show with the listener segment. Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen. We're starting out the listener segment with Miss Erin Quinn. She says, hey, Jeff and Scott, I'm so glad my fantasy booking question generated so much discussion. But as I look back on it, I realized that I didn't tell you what I would do. And so I present to you my card and the rules I followed. Erin Quinn presents SummerSlam. The rules. No wrestlers who have held world secondary IC slash US or tag team titles in WCW or WWF. Gimmick changes are allowed. You can use Repo Man, but not Smash. There is no time frame restriction. If they held a belt years after their figure, they are out. Opening match, Cops and Robbers, Nails and Big Boss Man versus the Bushwhackers. <laughs> okay, I like it. The exclusives, Big Josh and Eligante versus Doink the Clown and Giant Gonzalez. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> This is SummerSlam? That's actually kind of funny because Big Josh played Doink the Clown. Eligante played Giant Gonzalez. That is actually very, very clever. Well done. Uh, Matt Bourne played Big Josh and Doink the Clown, I should say. It was funny, too, because I was just watching an old-school WWF show, and Matt Bourne was facing David San Martino. Oh, yeah. who went over in that one? San Martino? San Martino. Okay. He was he was not good. No. 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 <laughs> No, the apple fell way far off of that tree. Aaron's next match, Z-Man versus 1-2-3-Kid. Oh, that would actually be pretty good. Yeah. Z-Man's pretty underrated, I think. I mean, he wasn't amazing or anything, but he was good. I liked his tag team with, uh, was it Johnny Gunn? Yes. Yeah, they never did anything with him, but I, I kind of dug it. Yeah, they kind of looked alike too, so it was almost like twins. Nord the Barbarian versus the Warlord. Very nice. Colossal Jostle, Akeem versus Jerry Blackwell. Oh, that'd be a good one too. 
She called this one the fully puzzable dream match. Mr. Electricity, Stephen Regal versus Virgil. That is, whose dream match is that? (laughs) Did she mean nightmare, Jeff? (laughs) Or bad dream? You guys have two minutes with entrance. Go. (laughs) (laughs) They're hauling ass to the ring. (laughs) She called this one using ketchup as blood on your figures. Tribute match. Abdullah the Butcher versus the youngster Carlos Colon. Oh, I like that. A callback to the great AWA two-pack, by the way, too. Yep. She called this one Green Card Express, Evil Crush, and Ludwig Borga versus the Long Riders. Oh, okay. Main event, loser has to accidentally toss out accessories. Brutus Beefcake versus Papa Shango. After the match, Jake Roberts runs in and DDTs both, upset that he was not booked. As always, thanks for a great show. Fig life for life, Aaron. But Jeff, I have a question. Yes. Brutus Beefcake was a WWF Tag Team Champion. <gasps> oh, flaw. Hmm. So we need a substitute for Brutus. Okay, so... So Aaron's going to have to get back to us with a substitute for Brutus. Um, let me see. Bossman was already booked. Yes, he was. Nails was already booked. Yep. Berserker was not booked. Correct. So Berserker versus Papa Shango because Brutus Beefcake missed his flight. Okay. And then you throw Jake in the mix because why not? Yes. I like it. Sorry, Aaron. We had to do a change out there. Brutus was unavailable. (laughs) He was upset about his booking fees. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And he didn't like that his shears were being thrown out. Thank you, Aaron, again for sending this over. Scott, next question comes in from the great, the wonderful Jonathan Dobrik. And before we get into his question... Dobro did something so nice for us. Unexpected out of the blue, Dobro got lunch for me and wine for Celeste. I did share the lunch with Celeste, but out of the blue, Dobro did that. And the kindness out of that guy's heart is just unreal. So I thanked him immensely and I couldn't thank him enough, but I'm going to definitely thank him on the show for what he did. For sure. It was a great Valentine's Day gift and... Dobro didn't need to do it, but that's the kind of thing that Dobro does. Like everything with Dobro, it comes from the heart. He's such a genuine guy. And he sent me some Japanese whiskey and a 12 pack of Corona seltzers for Shannon. Cause he knows that we party. He knows that we get down and he hooked us up, had it door to us on Valentine's day. And Dobro, just to echo what Jeff said, thank you so much. You didn't need to do that, but you did because you're an amazing person and you mean the world to us. So Dobro, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you very much, Dobro. Dobro's question. First off, hope you are all doing well. My question is, who would you choose to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame next year, seeing as they are inducting the class of 2020 this year? So we have to book next year's Hall of Fame. Okay. The headliner is Cody Rhodes. (laughs) The international star is Cody Rhodes. Uh, Tag team would be Gold Dust and Stardust. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or Dustin and Cody. <laughs> oh, wait a second. No, that's AEW's Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. Oh, and also it's putting Dustin in, and this is Cody's Hall of Fame. So uh, Correct, correct, correct. Yes. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay, Scott, we got a tag team. I want to say demolition. I do too, but we're going to do the British Bulldogs instead. I think WWE is trying to distance themselves from Dynamite. Hey, hey, hey. This is our Hall of Fame wish list, Jeff. <sighs> 
it's tough not to say demolition because demolition still think on the outs with WWE. Haven't gotten figures, you know, not on any of the legend shop stuff. So I think they're on the outs. So, okay, let's wipe away the bulldogs. Let's wipe away demolition. I'm going to say midnight express. Uh, I like it. And then you have Cornette and Ductum. Correct. Perfect. Done. Hall of Fame, Midnight Express Tag Team. International. Okada. Really? The dude's 31, 32 years old, and he's already a legend. Uh, how about we go Great Muda instead? Yeah, you Because you know Muda. Okada's still wrestling, and NJPW will have none of that. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could do Muda. That's a good call. Let's put Muda in. All right. Uh, we'll push Okada off to 2022. <laughs> You're ridiculous. All right. We need a female. Hmm. Bull Nakano. I don't hate that. That's a great call, actually. She was a beast in the 90s, dude. Oh, absolutely she was. I actually don't hate that. Great call. That That's actually a fantastic call, dude. Well-deserved. Bull Nakano, you have officially made it into the fully posable Hall of Fame. Headliner. We need a headliner. Hmm. Well, you've got to think since he retired at Survivor Series. Undertaker. Oh, duh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> just, That's uh, kind of the, the no-brainer, I think, really. Just kind of forgot him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we forgot about the legend. You know, what are you going to do? Okay, we need one more. I hate to say it, but like a mid-tier wrestler. Yeah, like a middle-of-the-road guy. Like he was always kind of like your mid-title guy, your IC or your US. Or your TV champion could have been. Has Luger gone in? I don't believe Luger has been put into the Hall of Fame. So Luger it is. Should we fact check this? Uh, I'm doing the Rolodex. Luger isn't in, dude. Oh, there, there you go then. Luger has made it into the Hall of Fame. And you know what? It's deserved. I mean, Bischoff came out and was like, Luger never drew a dime. But look, he was a mainstay in the NWA, WCW, and then made that jump to WWF. It seemed like he was always either at the the very middle of the card or he was at the top of the card. So well-deserved Luger's going in. I think Luger drew a dime. I'm just saying what Bischoff said. I have no idea. Maybe one dime, but... <laughs> okay, maybe it was nine cents. We don't know. <laughs> uh, Dobro, again, thank you for what you did, man. That was awesome. Thank you so much, man. And I hope you're doing well. Yeah, we love you, Dobro. Thank you, man. Scott, next question comes in from... N-A. Nick Aldis. N-A. N-A. Hmm. We have a mystery uh, writer here. Yeah, he sent in a question before. Oh, okay. Well, N-A, welcome to the show. He says, hi, Fully Posable Podcast. Hope you all have had a wonderful week. Again, great show with everyone from Chick Foley. I wanted to ask you a question. Has anybody you know in the collector community, fig life community ever felt like quitting the hobby because of distribution and other issues? Mm, This is a very, very relevant question, Jeff. Even though it can be frustrating at times, to me, this fig life hobby community makes it still worthwhile and enjoyable. I'll let you go, Scott. Yeah, we've actually been talking about this quite a bit both on and off of the show that given the state of the hobby right now, where man, people are spending stupid money to try to get these things before they hit the pegs. And that's really just driving up that secondary market price and, and driving more scalpers out there to buy up our product. 
So it gets very, very discouraging to the point where if you can't get it online, it's it's you're having to depend on the secondary market after the fact or hope that somebody in the fig life helps you out. And NA, I'm imagining that that's what you're talking about, that you know, you've got the fig life helping you get these figures and that's definitely an advantage, but I'm not going to lie. It is getting a little bit discouraging. It really is seeing the dollar signs that are hanging on our figures now, man, it, it, we're having to lean on the fig life more than ever to hope that somebody can help us get these things because scalpers are going crazy out there. They're making good money on these figures. Like I said, because people want them before they're actually hitting the pegs. And anybody with them before that happens, they're charging whatever they want and they're getting it. People are paying the prices. Whether that's justified or not, I'm I'm not going to say, but it does make it discouraging when, and maybe this is the era you and I grew up in, Jeff, and I'm not trying to be like, back in my day, but back in my day. It is your birthday. <laughs> exactly. So get off my lawn and listen to my story. Um <laughs> it's hard coming from the era of so many figures on the pegs to this where we're in the same hobby collecting figures, be it wrestling figures or whatever. And we could go to the store and get whatever we wanted versus now good luck walking into retail and finding what it is you want. It's getting harder. And we hear stories all the time about, man, I went to the store and it came up empty and nothing. And just like you, Jeff purchasing a 10 inch Superman just to be able to buy something. You know, you didn't even want it. You just bought it because you wanted to to get that thrill of, okay, I made a purchase. Right. So it, it, while it is discouraging, I do see occasionally people quitting the hobby. It's nobody that I know, but you'll see the occasional post in a wrestling group on um, uh, Facebook where guys, it's just, it's getting too hard and I'm out. So I'm selling my collection. Granted, great time to sell. Because if you've got older figures, holy crap. If you had Elite Series 1 through current, you could probably put a down payment on a house. And I don't think that's an exaggeration. Of course, it depends on which state you're purchasing the house in. (laughs) Massive money in that collection. Especially if you've got some of the ringside exclusives and whatnot. Man, you could make some nice coin. But I do see people quitting the hobby. I hear more that it's just discouraging given as you mentioned NA with how hard it is to get these things and distribution and whatnot, it's more discouraging than it is people leaving. Now, my next question to you is how discouraging is it to go back and collect something that a missing piece out of your collection from 30 years ago. And now granted it is a 30 year old toy. So of course it's going to go up in value, but how discouraging is it that it skyrockets up to an absurd amount of money? Well, now you're priced out. Now you're not filling that hole in your collection. It's it's not going to happen. I mean, unless you've got unlimited funds, and in, in which case, congratulations, that's awesome. I don't. So any holes in the collection, I pretty much have to give up on unless magically by some happenstance, I'm at a toy show or something and some guy doesn't know what he has, you know, and there's a whole selection of UK galoobs sitting there, you know, but that's not going to happen. I mean, the deals are out there. And kudos to those that are finding them, but it's getting harder to find those deals for sure. Absolutely. Now, my next question to you, does the bottom fall off? I won't say we will ever go back to normal prices and whatever the new normal would be, but do you think that this ever comes down to where like 
okay, this is about where we expect a good, pristine Ken Patera LJN. I'm just kind of throwing that out there. Well, everything that has a great rise, like wrestling figures have, really since like 2016, 2017, um, and then really kind of like went wildfire in 2018, it has to level off at some point. Everything everything does. That has the peak. Everything has to level off at some point. Now, the bottom is not going to be where it was before. I, I don't think we're ever going to see those prices again. I think that there's going to be a happy medium somewhere, but it's never going to drop down to what it was. But the craziness of current day prices, it's going to continue. I do think it's going to continue at least for another year or so. But with all of these figures flooding the market now from all of these different players, I think oversaturation is going to happen at some point. And I would estimate in about two years, you're going to see it really start to not dive off, but it's going to level itself off. Good job, dude. I agree with you. Oh, with everything? Yeah, I just don't really want to answer. No, I'm just yeah, you're all what he said. <laughs> you just wanted to throw questions at me and just go, yeah, what he said. Uh, yeah, that's what makes a good host. I agree. Well, well done, dude. I'm a broadcast journalist. A host extraordinaire. Thank you. I need cards with that. You really do. That is fantastic. <laughs> and and a thank you so much. Um, actually, you know what? I got to throw in something. I have seen some people fall off, like Scott said. This is getting too hard. I'm out. Because a lot of those collectors came from the same era that we did. Oh, we couldn't find this at KB Toys. Let's jog over to Toys R Us. We'll probably find it over there. Yeah. And not not only are we going to go over there, they'll probably have like six sets of what we're looking for. Exactly. So, and it's just not one box drops into one Walmart and then that's it. This is what happens when we don't have toy stores. And as I mentioned, Jeff, to, to back up your point, when did Toys R Us go away? 2017? 18? 2018. Yeah. And when did the price hike start? Uh, COVID. Well, no, it was on the rise before that. COVID is when it got incredibly stupid, but the actual spike almost coincided with the closure of Toys R Us. Whatever it is, this is what happens when we don't have a big box toy store. I absolutely 100% agree with you. And that could be the leveling off point too. If ever, and I'm not saying it's going to be Toys R Us, but ever we get that big box toy store again, I think that's where you're going to see the leveling off point. Probably, probably. N.A., thank you for sending that in. You got Scott all riled up. Yeah, thank you, N.A., if that is your real name. He actually had to sit back in his seat. I did. I did. Take a <laughs> breath. <laughs> Scott, the next question comes in from Justin Summers. Let's see what Justin's got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. I don't know if I've asked this before. I kind of need to start writing down these questions. This is like my 19th submission, not counting the five-year anniversary submission. So I've kind of forgotten exactly what random questions I've thrown at you guys. But I don't think I've said this one. Not too long ago, we talked about favorite movie snacks. To go with that, I want to know what your top five favorite movies are. I'll give you mine, and I'll even tell you why they're my favorite. My list will be in no particular order, and neither does yours. So, first up for me is one that, well, I've talked about a lot with some of my favorite collecting things. So, yes, it's one of my favorite movies, and that is Ghostbusters. That was the movie that I had as a kid that I watched 
like crazy. My parents hid the VHS tape from me. Second up for me, it came out on my ninth birthday, and it stars my favorite comedic actor of all time, and that is none other than Tommy Boy. I can quote that movie religiously, partially because one summer I just watched it almost every single day with closed captions on. Number three, The Dark Knight. I've always been a fan of Batman, but there was something about that movie that just made it so much better for me. Maybe it's because when the first movie in the series came out, Batman Begins, me and a friend went to our local movie theater for the first showing of the day and watched it. We then took a little road trip down to Cincinnati, and from us, that was roughly, i say about a three or four hour drive. And one of the main things we did the whole trip was talk about what could be in the next movie. And also, The Dark Knight was the first movie I ever went to go see a midnight showing for. Number four, Clerks 2. I love Kevin Smith. I love all the VSQ movies. For me, that's on my list because that was one of the first movies that when me and my friends went to go see it, afterwards we went out to eat and just started quoting everything we could remember from that movie. And last but not least, much like Ghostbusters, this was released before I was born, but I was not allowed to watch it for many years for obvious reasons. And that would be Scarface. I love the story of someone who took every single opportunity that was presented to him to advance his life. He took it and succeeded. The only problem is Greed got a little of the best of him and he crossed the wrong person. But supposedly that was also because of his morals. So that is my top five favorite movies of all time. And I'm curious to hear yours. Thank you, Scott and Jeff, once again, for everything you guys do. You guys are awesome. And I will take my answers off the air. And Eddie Kingston rolls. Later. Scott, I'll have you go first on this one. What you got? Yeah, Justin, another great question this week. Thank you for sending that in. Uh, I'm going to lead off, Jeff, with The Crow. That is hands down my favorite movie. Justin mentioned that he went and saw The Dark Knight at a midnight showing. I did that with The Crow back in 1994. Went with some friends to a midnight showing. We grabbed Sam's Burger. For those of you that are uh, from the Bay or familiar with it, it was a little hamburger place on Hesperian Boulevard. Has since closed, but was a little drive through place, and they had killer hamburgers. Hit that before we went to The Crow. Watched The Crow and just sat there in amazement at how good it was. Just super powerful movie, you know, for 1994, but I still watch it today. Absolutely love it. Crow is easily my favorite movie ever. Second, I'm going to throw out Step Brothers. Yes, yes. Justin mentioned Tommy Boy, that he can basically go quote for quote on that thing. That would be us with Step Brothers. And that's one, anytime it's on, I'm watching it. I don't care what point I turn it on, that movie's getting watched. Hey, neighbor, can I come over and touch your face? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. The potty's still cold. <laughs> Shh, you're going to wake the neighbors. <laughs> Did we just become best friends? <laughs> uh, next up, Jeff, let's go weird science. Mm. I know that's kind of an off the wall one, but I am an 80s kid. And that's another one. If I'm just sitting around and I want to watch a movie, that's an easy go to for me. Love Weird Science. It's so great. So many quotable lines from that movie. I love the bar scene when they go in and get hammered. Mm-hmm. Um, just one of my favorites. And Chet turns into a huge piece of crap because he's a huge piece of crap. Just love it. Great movie. 
Uh, let's see. Good call on Scarface by Justin. Um, I'm going to go Dark Knight Rises, which would have been the third movie in the Nolan Batman trilogy. Was that oh, was that in 2006? Uh, that was, I want to say, 2012. Oh, I wasn't even close. No, you weren't even close. No, because I believe Dark Knight was 2007. And then I want to say the Dark Knight Rises was 2012. Um, absolutely incredible. The Nolan trilogy in and of itself was just hands down. I mean, look, I love the original Batman 89. Hell, I even loved the original Batman 66 movie. But Batman 89 was super special because Batman was being reintroduced into pop culture. Given a movie, it was huge. Nicholson was Joker. It was great. I love it. But there was just something about those Nolan trilogies that just, oh my goodness. Just every one of them was so good. But I, if I had to pick a favorite, it would be the last one. And what does that put me at? Three. Okay, I'm going to go another 80s cheese fest. I love, I love RoboCop. And you loved it when he was in WCW. <laughs> well, let's not get carried away there, Jeff. Uh, RoboCop's actually one that I, I went and saw in a movie theater. Uh, Big Dave, his mom took he and I to the movie theater. She spent most of the movie with her hand over her eyes because it was very gory. David and I were practically jumping out of our seats like just excitement, like, oh my gosh, this is so great. We just absolutely loved it. So I'm going to throw RoboCop in there. Oh man, I need another one. How about My Cousin Vinny rounding out my top five? Oh, good one. Yeah, I love it. My favorite scene in My Cousin Vinny is when they're trying to sleep and they keep getting woken up. And in one of the scenes, he's woken up by a, a, a hooting owl outside and the camera pans to the owl hooting and outburst Joe Pesci with his pistol, blasts six shots out in the open, just bang, bang, in succession. Hits absolutely nothing. He goes back inside and the owl, whoo, whoo, classic. Absolutely loved it. So uh, let's round it out with my cousin Vinny. Honorable mention to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I was thinking Ferris Bueller's Day Off too. Man, I was thinking uh, Grinding Nemo. Oh, are we going to, we're going to go blue movies here? I didn't know we were going to round out with those. I, I might have changed my top five. <laughs> I don't think we should. <laughs> All right. No blue movies then, Jeff. All right. Uh, my 1A and 1B, and they're interchangeable, is Jackass 1 and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. <laughs> Very good. Those are my top two movies of all time. Like, I can't choose which one I love more over the other. Yeah, Jackass is incredible. How many times did we see Jackass 1 in the theater? I think it was three or four. Yeah, I think you're right. And we saw... Uh, I don't think we saw Jackass 1 opening night, but we definitely saw 2 and 3 opening night. Correct, correct. Uh, Spaceballs. Ooh, good one. I loved Spaceballs. I thought it was such an amazing movie. Uh, I got to go with Scott, Step Brothers. That's one of those movies that we just quote all the time. Yeah, saw that one opening night as well. And uh, I've never laughed as hard as I did watching that movie in a movie theater. Another one, also another Will Ferrell movie, Anchorman. Oh, that's in your top five? It is. I love Anchorman. Wow. It's, All right. I, again, that's another quotable one. It's funny, too, because when we saw it in the theater, when I say we, me and special guest Sean, when we saw it at the movie theater, we walked out of the movie theater thinking, man, that movie was terrible. Really? However, like Justin, 
when we got in the car, we all of a sudden started quoting it. And it was line after line. It was like, I'm in a glass case of emotion. You know, that type. <laughs> milk was such a bad choice on a hot day. You know, it was stuff like that. Him and I just started quoting it all the way home to go play video games. And next thing you know, we couldn't shut up about it. We're like, okay, well, I guess we did like that movie. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> and to round out my top five, an underrated movie. And I think it's underrated across everybody's board is Dirty Work. Ah, uh, I don't even know if a lot of people have seen that one. Okay, if you guys like Norm MacDonald, go watch this movie. If you don't like Norm MacDonald, go watch this movie. This movie is so funny, dude. It is hilarious. And Artie's in it. Yep. Uh, Honorable mention, Basketball. Okay, I'm with you on that. I'll throw out uh, Ford Fairlane. Oh, you know what? Oh, good call. You know what, though? Dirty work in Basketball. Can I do a 5A, 5B? Sure you can. All right, 5A, 5B. Uh, basketball and dirty work. Very good. I like it. I- I'll let you have a 5A and 5B because you are a host extraordinaire. Ah, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Getting business cards. <laughs> that Justin, thank you for sending over that question. As I said, it's always fun answering those random questions, kind of break up the monotony. Scott, next question comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here, back with that weekly question. Lately, NXT has been bringing back some WWE, WCW older pay-per-views with In Your House, Halloween Havoc, and just recently, Vengeance. Do you guys think NXT should continue to hold TakeOver slash TV specials based on old WWE, WCW pay-per-views? As much as I'm a for WWE coming up with their own pay-per-view names... I wouldn't mind seeing them keep this up for just a bit. I've always been in favor of WWE bringing back some of their and WCW's most notable pay-per-views. And thanks to the WWE Network, it's kind of hard for people to forget about them. But what do you guys think? Uh, Yeah, JT, thank you for the question. I agree with you 100%. Keep it going. You know, I I really think that they missed by not calling their last takeover St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Huge miss. Yeah, that was almost a gimme, like Undertaker going into the Hall of Fame, right? It was on a silver (laughs) platter. It was right there. Um, Another one would be Super Brawl. That's a great name for a pay-per-view. Bring that one back. But yeah, keep the trend going. Absolutely. It's a great way for us to kind of revisit those cool pay-per-view names that have since gone by the wayside. So yeah, keep bringing them back. Absolutely. Don't bring back Great Balls of Fire. Ever. Ever. And how dare you mention that on the show, dude? You know what I would, <laughs> you know what I would love Cyber Sunday. Oh sure, I was actually a fan of those pay per views. And if they ever do one on a Tuesday, Taboo Tuesday. Oh, that's right. Or, or uh, t- Tuesday night in Texas. You got it. Yes, absolutely. But do it in like Missouri or something. That would make it even funnier. <laughs> do you think that they should do some old ECW titles? Uh, <sighs> wouldn't it work? I don't think so, dude. Okay. I really don't think so. Like, Oh, Capital Combat would be another cool one for them to bring back, too. Eh. Look, if it's in D.C. Well, when's anybody leaving Florida right now? Well, I, okay, so we're talking for the future, right? I mean, things are going to clear up eventually. So there's a lot of different names they can pull out of the hat to start throwing into these takeovers. Are they going to clear up soon? Well, soon. I mean, by like 2022... I would guess a good 99% of the population is going to have been vaccinated. So, you know, and not to get too far off topic here of wrestling, but with the whole COVID vaccine thing, 
I'm wondering if this is going to be part of like when your kid has to go get vaccination or when they have to get their shots, mm-hmm. is COVID going to be a part of that? And much like we get the flu shot every year with this thing possibly having variants, I wonder if that, if we're going to have to get a COVID shot every single year. Uh, that's the way it's looking. Yeah. And you know what? So be it. We've never had anything like this in our lifetime. So if they're going to give us shots to make sure we don't get it, you know, if, if me getting a shot is going to help somebody else not get it, I'm all for it. Go ahead and give me the shot. So they've done In Your House. They've done Vengeance. What was... Uh, Halloween Havoc. They've done Halloween Havoc. I, Judgment Day would be a good one to come back with. Maybe that would be a Wednesday pay-per-view. Yeah. The, Judgment Day is great, dude. Good call. Yeah. What was the one w- with all the chairs lined up when they would come out? That wasn't TLC, was it? I think that might have been TLC. Was that TLC? Yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, those are some names I would love to see come back. Scott, that rounds out the show. We want you guys to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com over there. They got the carded and loose prices of LJNs, Galoobs, Hasbros, Just Toys, Bendoms, Retros, Defining Moments. I wish they would do Remcos. I wish they would put Remcos on there. I'd love to see Remcos on there. Well, maybe Ryan's listening. Come on, Ryan. <laughs> We're in your corner, man. Let's do the Remcos. We have to know what that Dick Whirly Matt Mania carded is going for. That what? Dick Whirly, Matt Mania, the referee, dude. Oh, oh, I thought we were back to the uh, other movie titles. Blue movies? No, okay. absolutely not. <laughs> but check out WrestlingToyTracker.com or on Twitter at Toy underscore Tracker. Scott Eaglemoss. Dick Whirly, I can see where you would have gotten the confusion, dude. Thank you. I see where that would have confused you. So host extraordinary, you're off the hook on that one. <laughs> Thank you. Guys, if you are looking for a gift for a certain someone that is a pop culture or a WWE fan, look no further than Eagle Moss. You can give them a follow on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore, where they have a great bunch of properties under their umbrella, like Star Trek, like DC, and of course, like WWE. They've got a great assortment of legends and current superstars available to purchase right now. Great looking statues that you want to add to your collection. Again, Eagle Moss on Twitter at hero collector underscore. And of course, I'm going to throw it back to the podcast buddies. Breaker and Bane do a fun show, Power Hour Pro Wrestling. Check that out where they talk about movies. They talk about wrestling. They talk about a lot of stuff under the sun. So check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also check out Breaker's side project. You know it's fake, right? That's it. Also check out YouTube for Power Hour Pro Wrestling where you see a lot of familiar Fig Life names going on over there. Just having matches wrestling. It's fun. So Check out Power Hour Pro Wrestling. Also, check out Doing the Favor. They had a huge score and getting just incredible on the show this past week. Great job, guys. Nice get. Congrats, guys. Also, you can check out their website that has the SKUs and UPCs that link up to, well, basically BrickSeek now because PopFinder has turned heel on us. Jerk. <laughs> so check out DoingTheFavor.com. You can listen to their shows over there as well. Also, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, Steve, Eric, over there do a fun retro show. It's fun to listen to them to banter back and forth about a certain show, kind of like what the guys over at Drunk Wrestling History, but we'll get to them in a second, do. But they are not drunk. Sometimes Steve is. I wonder if Steve's ever drunk for those shows. <laughs> I hope so. Dude, you should have Steve on Drunk Wrestling History and just make sure he's drunk. <laughs> We've actually talked about having guests on. Uh, drunk is an option. Drunk is an option or you must be drunk? No, no, no. It's an option. We're not going to force people to drink. Like if we have you on, we're not going to be like, Jeff, you got to do three shots. 
when you've never even done a shot in your entire life. So it would be optional. Check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast on iTunes. I want you to check out Wrestling Cheers. Justin Summers sent in his question earlier. You get to hear that voice again on his show. Fun, fun show. <coughs> check out Wrestling Cheers. Justin does a great job driving that show. Check out our buddy RJ over at Ringside Rant. Check out Marty and Rucker over at Boot to the Face. I do a show with Roy Lusher and Eric Arana from Boss Fight, who put out those beautiful, beautiful Penta and Phoenix figures. Go check them out. But we do a show, Lucha Libre Figures and Facts. And Scott, I must admit, I have been enjoying binging Drunk Wrestling History. You guys do a good job on that show. Ah, thank you. And you're not just saying that because you're my brother, right? What? <laughs> well, thank you for the plug there, Jeff. I appreciate that. You can give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. We talk about old wrestling, mostly some new wrestling, a lot of pay-per-view reviews, uh, a lot of different angles and whatnot. So if that sounds interesting to you, this past Friday, we did a show about the great Marty the Party Janetti, who it's looking like, based on what Seth told me last week, Jeff, I'm pretty sure next year, Marty Janetti is going to be our cameo. We currently have Sandman doing our intro via cameo. I'm pretty sure next year is going to be the great Marty the Party Janetti himself. You might want to jump on that now before, yes, his, I before his prices go up. Agree, 100%. So, again, if a couple of drunk idiots talking wrestling interests you, on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk, you can download us anywhere you find Fully Posable at. It's drunk wrestling history. We're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. You can really tell Adam's wheelhouse is like that 2004, 2005 era and on. Yes, for sure. Also, poop jokes. Poop jokes? He loves poop jokes. That is hilarious. Yes. I'm not going to explain why. You would kind of have to have been listening to the show from the jump, but uh, there's a certain wrestler that we associate with poop. And anytime Ed makes the reference, it immediately pops at him. The guy loves poop <laughs> jokes. And he's not it, hes not like one of those like, oh, he's like weird, creepy. Like Adam's like a, like a straight edge dude. But poop jokes pop him every time. That's hella funny. And I, t- I think you're talking about the Menunos. Uh, no, actually. Oh. That would be th- another one that we joke about. But, uh, oh, okay. Yes, it's, it's not Menunos. Okay. Um, yeah, you can tell his wheelhouse because he comes up with some stuff that I had forgotten about, like the 05, 06 era. And man, how, like how he remembers that stuff, I guess it's just like how we remember the 80s. Exactly. Like he can go basically week for week on SmackDown starting at about 2002. Right, right. It's crazy. Also, we want you to check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, guys, you need to be following Jason Wolf on his social media at The Art of Jason Wolf. You need to follow him because that man does custom Hasbros. And who doesn't want custom Hasbros in their lives? Especially high quality ones like the great Jason Wolf produces. This past week, he put out Vader. And by the time you're hearing this, it's already long gone. But you wouldn't have missed it if you were on his social media because you would have had a heads up as to when it went on sale. Again, on social media at The Art of Jason Wolf, or better yet, just head to his website where you can get in touch with the man himself. You can follow his social media there, or you can purchase artwork from him. His website is doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com. 
Go support Jason Wolf. He is incredible. Social media at The Art of Jason Wolf. And finally, Jeff, pulling up a chair, had an interview with Eminem Figure Clothing this past week. Tim did a great job in the interview. Definitely, you'll want to check it out if you are interested in custom belts, custom shirts for your figures. Eminem can hook you up, and Tim has a great interview with him. So head on over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Download and subscribe, Pulling Up a Chair with Tim. Great job, brother. Everybody, go check it out. You'll love it. It really puts a spotlight on the Fig Life community and all of us in it that are doing our part to keep it going. And Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call. So what you going to go eat after this? Oh, man. You know, last week was Cinnamon Life, and it was delicious. I door-dashed Cindy Popeyes before we started recording. So I got the mother-in-law hooked up. I'm going to see what Peyton and Shannon got for dinner. But, dude, I'm really thinking Taco Bell. You're heading over to Taco Bella. I hate to be so retread, but, man, I'm just, I'm digging it. I think I laid off of it for so long with the whole Mexican pizza revolt. (laughs) And I think I'm having withdrawals. So I'm thinking Taco Bell. If it's not Taco Bell, it's going to be Jack in the Box. All right. Yeah, I'm I'm really keeping it healthy, right? Yes, you have always have. I'll get my burger lettuce wrapped. (laughs) Sorry, Shannon, no offense. I'm leaving that in. (laughs) It's my birthday. She can't get mad. (laughs) Uh, Scott, for episode 267, anything else? Stay six feet apart. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig life since 2016 and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 267. Happy birthday to my brother. Thank you, sir. Hashtag fig life. Adios. Let's go Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring But we don't take it out the box, M-O-C Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week With the OGs of WFP Fully poseable, thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings